This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Angaza Awards podcast brought to you by the Kenyan Wall Street. My name is Ali Mwakaneno Gakweli, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. So joining me today all the way from Zambia is Mutomboi Mundia, who is the Director, Market Supervision and Development at the Securities and Exchange Commission in Zambia. And she also happens to be one of the judges of the Angaza Awards. And we want to talk about her journey to becoming a director at the SEC and some of the initiatives that she has on the commission and later swing by to the main agenda of Angaza Awards, of course, which is highlighting the achievements of women in Africa and how her role pushes that agenda forward and what essentially drove her to participate as one of the judges of the Angaza Awards. Welcome to the podcast, Mutomboy. Thank you, Ali. Very pleased to be here. We're happy to have you here too. So tell us about your role and uh, function at the SEC. Well, perhaps I can um, basically say my role is one of um, transforming the SEC itself, as well as um, broadly beyond the SEC, the Zambian capital markets. So I had a directorate um, that has a dual function, broadly speaking. We are responsible for um, market supervision and development, on the other hand. So I basically offer leadership to teams that pursue these uh, two mandates. Our role, or my role at the Commission, involves um, running with a number of transformational uh, projects. And we are currently doing several of those projects as an institution. And they stretch from um, um, putting in place the right frameworks to be able to supervise the Zambian capital markets effectively, to um, putting in place frameworks of introducing new products uh, so that you know we have a, product, a wide product range of um, instruments that are offered within the Zambian capital markets. Uh, but uh, central to that is uh, we are constantly having to innovate and uh, to think through uh, on what is concise or what is appropriate for the Zambian capital markets. We aim to put in place an enabling framework for introduction of customer-centric products that work for the Zambian context. And that in itself is quite a task um, that we have at hand, but so far so good. Thank you so much, Mutomboi. Maybe before we actually get into the flesh of some of the frameworks that you, you're setting in place at the SEC. I'd love to understand your career journey. What was the build-up to heading the directorate? So I joined the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, here in Zambia in um, 2013. And uh, I must state that um, I joined in the position itself. So it was a newly created position. Uh, the board at the time had made a decision that they needed to reorganize the institution and they created um, this new directorate that would run with um, two broad functions of the commission, which are market supervision and market development. 
um, I do know, obviously, from interacting subsequently with the board, that um, they had uh, decided to um, look for professionals who would drive the Zambian capital markets to its next um, level of progression. And so basically, they were looking for resources with um, industry expertise. And when I say industry expertise, it, it wasn't necessarily that um, they were looking for capital markets um, experts in that sense, because the Zambian capital markets is still pretty much underdeveloped. And uh, even at the time, it was uh, very small, with very few people having the specific experience in the Zambian capital markets. So they were just looking for very strong and um, diversified sort of CVs. And uh, my CV uh, met uh, the, the, the desired uh, criteria. Uh, my background having been in the energy sector when, when I started out as the trainee accountant and then later moved on to work um, for, um, for the regulatory body. And actually that's, I worked with the energy regulation board of Zambia at the time when basically they were setting up. So as part of that process, of establishing um, a regulatory body which was um, really really very exposing and uh, after that i i went on to set up um, microfinance after i did uh, some further studies um, again very very exposing experience um, the microfinance industry was just beginning to set um, stage in zambia and at the time, the central bank was um, had just basically put in place a framework of, um, you know, um, regulating and um, registering microfinances. So I was part of um, the putting together of one of those uh, um, medium-sized microfinances. And I worked as their first um, CFO uh, before taking on a job with um, PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I must uh, emphasize that it was actually within PricewaterhouseCoopers where I think uh, my full skill sets were um, put to the test and um, had to acquire new skill sets. Um, which skill sets, I believe, um, put me in very good stead for my current role. Um, so at PricewaterhouseCoopers, I was part of uh, the advisory practice team and um, our main focus was um, basically working with uh, distressed institutions. So we would um, manage institutions that have been placed under receivership, so we would be the receiver manager of those institutions. We had a few that were in liquidation. Our other offerings included um, turnaround um, exercises and um, you know due diligences. So when you look at um, that sort of work, or you know if you if you've done uh, recoveries work, it's very demanding in the sense that you have to learn a business very very quickly um, and get your your hands into things very very fast in terms of making the decision as well whether you're going to manage the business or basically you're going to take it straight to market so that you can recover the monies on behalf of your appointees. Um, you know, now doing that sort of work within um, a practice that prides itself in um, a, a certain, you know, a certain uh, stature of uh, we are accountants and we do books, we do audits, we do taxation and we come to your offices and so it was, was quite an interesting uh, phase for me because, um, you know, the, the other colleagues in, in the other lines of service being tax and, and assurance, 
would look at us very funnily in our gear, uh, ready to go into the farms. It so happens that most of the companies that we were uh, working with were in the agriculture sector, in the farming sector, and would have to gear up with our gumboots to, to really go and uh, work in those spaces as, as receivers. But what we didn't realize is we were learning so, so much in terms of uh, the challenges that uh, companies go through. And uh, basically, by the time we were called on, it, that challenge had zeroed into um, a financial uh, challenge, hence the distress. And so I learned so much in terms of um, just the whole general management of a business. And um, I must also give credit to that experience in the sense that it took me to a, a number of um, sectors in addition to the agriculture sector. So by the time I was getting to the Securities and Exchange Commission to head uh, and in fact to put in place uh, the systems and, and the processes of this new directorate, which had such a broad mandate, I was going with a wealth of experience from various sectors, like, I, like I've mentioned, from the energy sector, um, from the micro been um, backgrounds of banking and then with PwC that really really took me to various sectors from the councils working with the councils working with different types of agriculture or enterprises some in coffee some doing wheat some doing maize um, so yeah so basically that's um, the background to finding myself at the SEC in the current position that I hold as director market supervision and development. Before we bounce back to your um, your position at the SEC, it's something interesting that I've noticed in your career progression, which is, as you mentioned, the multi-sectorial experience that you've acquired from your time at the Energy Regulation Board, Pricewaterhouse, Coopers, um, finally to the SEC. And um, when when before before this interview, I was trying to to read about you and understand you better. And uh, one of the things that caught my mind was um, your participation in the Anakazi Arise conference last year, which uh, sort of seeks to empower women um, socially and economically by developing the global business development networks. Maybe just from your career, again, in different sectors and, and, and different companies, what are some of the lessons that you'd pick up that could benefit women that aspire to rise to the scales that you have? So, yeah, when I was approached by the organizers, I was firstly humbled that um, they looked uh, this direction, more so that uh, they crossed the borders. But like you rightly say, Delia, we are Pan-Africanists, uh, Pan so, so, you know, we must do things like this where we look for resources beyond um, our borders. Um, I think... Um, one of the things that I would love to highlight in view of the question is um, the need for women to first and foremost come to terms and acceptance of who we are as women. Um, there's so many times when I hear some, sometimes worryingly so, uh, women trying to um, compare themselves with uh, men in a very sort of unhealthy context. So maybe my emphasis is we must accept that we are very special, uh, we're a very special creation that was gifted with the ability of multitasking, multi-skilling. It's, it's in our nature. We were built, we were designed 
to do um, various taxing things at the same time. And there's no debates or there's no comparison. We've got different strengths from the male folks, but we've got beautiful strength um, that is within us. And it's that um, uh, nature that makes us a very fungible resource. Um, what, what I would encourage women who aspire to, to be influential in their position is that they must firstly look inward, examine what their current strengths are, what their current interests are, and exploit that to apply it in, in terms of um, reaching to the goals that they seek to reach. And um, I would also maybe emphasize that we women aspire to put goals that are not always me-centered or that are not um, media capture-centered, but goals that are community-centered and that allow you to contribute meaningfully to humanity. I think for me, those have been the principles, those have been the values, and that's how I simply put it, that um, when we um, are given an opportunity to serve, or when we're looking for an opportunity to serve, it must be for the good of the community we're in and for us to leave these footprints that demonstrate that we were bigger than um, ourselves and we looked at life on a communal um, note as opposed to what's in it for me. And I think that's what makes a difference um, between good leaders and perhaps also makes a difference between uh, female leaders and male leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Mutomboy, um, back to your role at the capital markets, or rather at the SEC. Something that you mentioned earlier in the preparatory call before this podcast was um, the need the need to develop uh, the Zambian capital markets, which I think um, is applicable to many other African capital markets. And uh, there's the dual nature of your role here in terms of um, spearheading development on one side and supervision on the other side. Trying to bridge that with what we're discussing here, which is um, the Angaza Awards, which hinges on women empowerment, specifically by making sure that we have women on boards. What are some of the ways you're pushing for sustainability and um, equality as forefront agenda when developing frameworks for the capital markets in Zambia? Um, yeah, so thank you for, for that question. And um, you raised very two uh, important um, areas of my work, uh, sustainability and gender. Firstly, um, in my department, I am very emphatic about having uh, gender equality and uh, balancing that. So we have a very healthy mix of uh, women and uh, males and together we we do wonders. Um, we are now uh, actually pursuing a project with partners based in Canada where we are needing to enhance um, the way we, we collect information from the players we regulate um, so that, you know, we can really be able to sex disaggregate this data. And uh, we've recognized the, the need to disaggregate in this data as, as very key because um, data 
is the basis of uh, policies and it is policies that um, um, bring about the desired result in terms of empowering um, women. So we are putting in place um, a framework and also systems that will enable us to see what is pertaining in the Zambian capital markets on the front of um, um, gender with the view that um, we put in place the right framework and policies of um, ensuring that we have a capital market that designs products that are targeted to um, the female folk who we currently are aware is underrepresented in terms of participating in the capital markets. It's a very exciting project that we're doing and I personally am looking forward to um, what that exercise points to and what the Zambian capital markets looks like once we bring on board uh, women, once we demystify uh, the notion that uh, capital markets is a macho thing or is best understood by males um, for one reason or the other, it seems to be the impression from the initial work. And um, On the second uh, issue of sustainability, I'm actually very, very passionate about that. And um, I must mention that um, prior to my engagement with the um, Swedish, uh, Swedish Institute for uh, Management Programs, I basically was carrying my duties within the commission and carrying my life without really paying attention to this um, uh, discourse of uh, sustainability and greening our economy. In 2018, I had the opportunity, the real opportunity to be part and parcel of a cohort for the Swedish Institute Management Program. I've never been the same person. I was so sold out to the concept of being conscious about how you firstly live and then how you can influence in your current role. So the same program is, um, is offered by um, the Swedish Institute and it's basically their way of raising awareness and sensitization uh, around sustainability and basically the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals. So they take you through a process of, um, you know, um, teaching you about um, the SDGs. And I will be honest, even something that sounds so topical, you will not uh, believe how we can be so busy in our little worlds as finance experts and not be part, or in fact, not be aware of um, something like um, the sustainable development goals that you think everyone is aware of. And that was me um, um, in 2018. I was very busy trying to uh, transform the market, as I've um, shared with you, but not in a sustainable way. So since that program, um, we've been able to do interesting things in the Zambian space. I led a team um, that uh, developed the, um, a Green Bonds framework. Uh, and basically with that framework, it uh, makes it possible for an institution, for a business in Zambia, to raise green, what we call green finance. So they are able to um, come to the capital markets or to the stock exchange and issue a green bond, um, which then attracts um, uh, um, funds that are basically looking to invest only in, in uh, green investable projects. So that was uh, put in place in 2019 
And we are currently still uh, pursuing the agenda of greening our economy. Now, if you've been following um, news about Zambia, we recently went to the polls and we now have a new government that's calling, um, that's calling themselves the New Dawn government. And uh, they're very big, very, very passionate about uh, greening the Zambian economy. In fact, to the extent of uh, establishing a new ministry that's literally called um, uh, the, the Ministry of Green Economy and Environment. So that um, has um, aligned very well with uh, what our focus has been in the green space. And um, we are looking forward to the right policies being put in place so that our framework plus the right policies can then spur the, the green economy um, that uh, we are now aspiring for as a country. So I really, um, I am very, very passionate about um, uh, greening. And uh, I currently sit on a committee uh, that is called uh, the Green Core Team. And what we are doing there is basically going flat out and raising awareness to various businesses in terms of how they can operate themselves sustainably and uh, how they can come to the Zambian capital markets to raise uh, green finance. I also initiated um, um, a working group amongst the financial sector regulators in Zambia. Uh, it's a greening, uh, um, mainstreaming green finance in the Zambian financial sector. So in the Zambian financial sector, you've got three regulators. So the SEC is uh, the regulator for the capital markets. Then you've got the Bank of Zambia that regulates the banking sector. You've got a third regulator um, who are the pensions and insurance authority, uh, seeing over pensions and insurance. I know in, in Kenya, you probably have like five regulators within the financial sector. So now what we've done is the three of us now have this working group that is working together to put in place a reporting framework uh, for the companies we regulate. The whole idea is just influencing, influencing at the levels we can for businesses to begin to take this agenda of sustainable development goals very seriously, adopt a sustainable development goal, but also report as part of your, um, your statutory reports what it is that you're doing in the space of green. Um, there's a lot of other ideas that we, we, we have as part of this working group for financial sector regulators. And I can, I can spend the whole day um, discussing ideas around uh, green finance. I, I need to chip in one very important idea um, going forward. We, we are currently doing our strategic plan as a commission and uh, we have agreed in principle that we literally establish a unit that will specialize on uh, registering uh, green bonds and also overseeing the performance of um, issuers who have issued green bonds. The reason why we've justified a specialized unit is because we've decided that we're going to position Zambia as a green hub for for investments in, in, in green projects. And so those are some of the things that are happening in this space in terms of sustainability on my end. Mutomboy, um, I, I feel like there's still an opportunity here to to, to address the crux of the matter, which is uh, which is board representation, maybe from um, from a framework point of view, because from where you sit, you have a bird's eye view of um, 
representation of um, women in boards, especially in listed companies in, in, in Zambia. What has been your observation when it comes to you know, representation in, in boards in Zambia? And maybe what are some of the recommendations um, in terms of policy you would make to improve that? Um, so yes, we had uh, a couple of years done um, uh, a count of what we were sitting with and it wasn't pretty. And I think you now plant another um, um, seed in me to to redo that exercise. Um, it could have improved, but not nothing that uh, is striking. I'm just thinking off the cuff in terms of um, the financial report. And we're a small market. There's uh, 23 listed entities, so you know, I can quickly scan through. Um, I, I, I do believe that um, the, the, this issue. We were actually. I'm, I'm, I'm actually now <laughs> derailing to think through how there's actually in Zambia a discourse on um, representation of in parliament as well, and there's just a major outcry that uh, we could do better. So I, I look at this issue, and uh, sometimes I like to put it back to ourselves as women in terms of our strategies. And I think we, we have a lot to do um, on that front on how do we um, groom ourselves to position for these board positions? Uh, how do we leverage our networks? I'll be very honest that as uh, women, yes, we have all these responsibilities in terms of family. And at some point, we our focus is, is really far from aspiring for board positions, uh, officers, but you know, we, we need to learn um, a balancing act of thought or at least need to um, be strategic enough to be deliberate in terms of how we quickly um, position, you know, deserving women to, to, be, to be in the lineup and to literally uh, make it for this position. So that's my take. My take is, yes, we can put policies in place, but if uh, we don't have uh, a pipeline of deserving women to be on the board, because being on the board is not just a matter of let's balance uh, gender on the board. No, it's a matter of you being able to function and uh, to contribute to bringing about best practices. Um, my field, um, my master's was in um, corporate strategy and governance. So I am very, very emphatic about uh, the aspect of governance. And uh, the aspect of strategy as well, which is a, a role and a mandate for boards. So you need to be uh, competent to offer that um, leadership as a board member. It wouldn't be an issue of uh, let's just balance uh, our board so that we have females also represented. Fortunately enough, in, at the commission, we literally have it in the law where the minister is required to um, ensure that there is a, a balance in terms of how he does the appointments of who comes to the to, to, to the board. And currently in, in our commission, we are quite uh, balanced on that front. Um, but yeah, that's my submission is uh, we can do more. Those of us um, that have pierced through um, should be deliberate enough to put in place programs that um, create this pipeline of uh, well-enabled women um, that can can, can make it to these positions. And this is not to say that um, we currently are very far from, from that sort of uh, scenario or state of affairs. No, 
it's been strategic. And if you follow, my emphasis is being deliberate. So we've been shy as a fraternity in, in some instances. Uh, some markets are ahead than other markets. Uh, certainly, I think the Kenyan market is ahead than the Zambian market on this front. But, and, and so some of these things may basically apply more to other markets, the, the aspect of being strategic. Certainly for Zambia, there is real room for us to be strategic and network better um, and learn one or two things from the Melfork. You know, I'm happy you've talked about, um, is that, allow me to call it improving the capacity or rather grooming women to be board members, both mm. in terms of the present and the future, which brings us to, to you know, the matter at hand, the Angaza Awards. Um, a Pan-African Awards this year that seeks to identify, highlight, and celebrate the achievements of women in uh, the different sectors of finance in corporate Africa. Uh, what do you think is the role of um, recognition in making sure that, you know what, the women out there that are doing exploits are actually seen and they're visible enough to be called for such positions? Thank you. Recognition is important um you have to give honor to whoever deserves honor let me just say it that way um so yes we must celebrate the women that are contributing to the welfare of humanity we must uh, take time to take stock and uh, to clap for them uh, because in my view you are also recognizing um the difficult position that women um, find themselves in, in terms of um, the demands from society. And so doing that is basically um, a way of how we motivate other women to see the possibilities and that um, they shouldn't look at their circumstances as a limitation, but get inspiration that you can um, do the odds, you can push yourselves to get to those higher levels and that being a woman should not be a restriction of any kind. So I am very, very supportive of, um, of awarding and recognizing women that have made it. Right, maybe um, as a judge of these awards, for the women that are interested in applying for the Angaza Awards, what are some of the words of advice that you'd um, give them in terms of how they can better package themselves to be recognized by these awards and by other awards in future? And maybe on the other hand, what are some of the things that you'll be looking out for? Um, so on the first hand, in terms of what they should do, um, they should not be apologetic. <laughs> um, they should unreservedly um, position to be recognized and tell their story for what it is. Um, and I'm saying this because I'm, I'm actually one of those people that find that have I'm tended to be very busy to tell the stories of what it is that I'm doing. But it's important to do it, not because um, we are promoting pride or anything of that nature, but no, uh, because we are wanting to uh, account for what our contribution is to um, to our economy, and also we are wanting to um, encourage another woman to do likewise and to work hard and 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 you know to contribute 
to the well-being of our economies. So in terms of what I'll be looking out for, I'll be looking out for um, influencers. I'll be looking out for go-getters. I'll be looking out for um, women that um, are not apologetic, as I've said, and they are ready to tell the story of what it is that they have done. I'll be looking out for ingenuity. I'm looking out for um, brevity. Uh, women that have have gone to uh, areas perhaps that um, are less um, parts that are less traveled, and basically, we, we we're just looking for effort, to be honest, and um, needing to encourage uh, that level of effort, a certain level of effort, um, so that you know it sets as an inspiration for the younger women and even for the older women that um still juggling their lives and uh, aspiring for some of those um, achievements. Thank you so much. Um, Mutumboy, as we wrap up the interview, it be any last, last words of advice or something that we might have left out? Um, I can't think of anything, but maybe just for me to reiterate um, my thanks to the organizing team. Um, it's as much as you are a judge uh, uh, and it looks like it's easier because you're basically <laughs> ticking or you're the teacher that's um, kind of marking, which is uneasier. It also, it, it, but it also has done something. It's, uh, it has reminded me of the need to be purposeful. It has also challenged me of um, the, the need to do the things that I'll be looking for in other women. And uh, just, just even just being able to stock take. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful that I was given this opportunity to participate in this. At the same time, it has exposed me to something um, um, that I've not done in my own market here. So I do know there's awards that are given for different things in the Zambian market, um, but I have not participated as a judge. So this for me is a first and um, I'm grateful for that opportunity. Mm-hmm.